And this is the second episode to Bigfoot Club. Thank you for joining us. I am your host, Robert Jesse Dominguez. Uh, we'll go around the room and do a roll call. Who's here? Uh, we'll start with the right over here. What's up? Steven? Steven Tucker? <laughs> Do you mean know? You mean tell him how we met and everything? Yeah. This is you weren't here. Steven Tucker well, wasn't here on the, for the on the pilot episode, so Well, we met through somebody and then I started working with you and that's another thing to talk about when we start talking about paranormal cuz you see a lot of shit in security. Oh yeah. So we were working security together, right? Yeah. yeah. For how, for how long? Oh man. Well, I don't know. I don't remember what. 4 years or <laughs> It's a bunch of hours, though, it was right? a lot of hours. <laughs> How many hours? About 72 a week, 64. And they made what? Huh? And how much money did they make? 1500 That's a lot of money back in the day. <laughs> so 1500 a week was... Well, I guess that's still a lot of money. I was going to say, that's, 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 that's not bad money now. We were hustling. Depends, no, yeah, yeah, depends we, on where you're at. Yeah, yeah we were hustling. Was, but you see a lot of paranormal activity out in the field, especially yeah. in being those empty buildings at night. Oh, I don't know... If they qualify as paranormal activity, but yeah, they felt like it. Yeah, there's a lot of empty, empty buildings, a lot of old buildings in downtown Dallas. Make you so, take off running sometimes. Yeah, and they're right on your DAR. I wasn't scared. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I didn't tell anybody. I looked it right in the eye. So uh, Ash is not with us tonight, um, but we also we also have uh, Chris here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So glad um, to be back. Thank you. Thank you for. We haven't titled this episode yet, but we'll we'll title it yeah. down the road. We'll so. let it. We'll let it grow. Yes. Okay. So, but I, I, she probably wish she was here right now. Then doing her point paranormal activities tonight. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. So um, let's let's go wrestling first. Okay. Yeah, let's so, do it. All right. Before we get started, I just want to say I'm excited for where wrestling is going. It makes me almost feel like the WCWWF days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, TNT on Wednesday is going against uh, NXT WWE. It's, I mean, I I was flipping back and forth, but that's just me. I, I'm really excited about AEW, and I know um, a lot of other people are as well. I think they're going to give them a run for their money. You know, I I don't think they're going to beat them, ratings wise, but it's going to hurt them enough. Like it's gonna hurt Vince enough, where he's gonna probably you know like he just he just moved Finn Balor from the Raw roster to NXT, which I think is a step down. That's that, me. That's a big step down. You know, and like people on Facebook on the wrestling uh, pages were saying, oh, you know, NXT is another brand. It's it's uh you know it's not a step down, and really it's a step down. It's a step down. Yeah. So, but what? Do you agree? Do you agree? Oh yeah, of course. And I mean, not speaking of wrestlers, but this what's going on—that's the American dream. You know, if you don't, you see how much money WWE is making. You thinking you're think you think I can go make the same money, and I don't like the storylines. I can go do a better job. So they start their own company. Yeah, that's you know one of the things I love about AEW is that is a, I think a lot of guys are in AEW formerly with WWE because of the storylines. Like I, I said the last show that mm-hmm. Kenny Omega liked doing certain things. 
and there's there's guys and there's articles out there that say you know Vince wasn't listening, so we're we're signing with AEW. So, but well, we talked about last show too the creative control. Uh, as a wrestler, if you can go in and be who you want to be, you're going to be the best version of yourself. Right. And why would you want to be with a company that's going to try to take that away from you? There's there's no reason to be. Yeah, they're the biggest. Yeah, they're the baddest. Yeah, they're, but you can go punch them in the eye and give them a little bit of a black eye and do what you want to do. I think I'd rather do that. I think I'd rather be who I am and what I want to be than, than be controlled. Yeah, because like my, my little nephew, Ricardo, he thinks it's cool. Sweet. See what I mean? I think the, the only thing I dislike about the process, they're not able to keep their names. Yeah. But that, know, that, that, that goes into the, the whole you know uh, contract of it all. The, the brand owns mm-hmm. the name and all that stuff. And there's, there's a few wrestlers that are allowed to hold. They, they own their own rights, so AJ Styles is one of them. Yeah. He owns so, his own rights. Yeah. He, so he can take his name anywhere and still make money off that merchandise. And WWE won't make anything. No. But he, d- cool. he did that Japan. before. Yeah. I was going to say he did that in Japan. He did that before he went to TNA. He did that before he went to WWE. He made sure that no matter where he went, you're not getting me unless you're getting me. You're not going to change who I am. You're not going to change what, what I do. Well, why would you want to? AJ Styles is 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 awesome, you know. And how come that doesn't happen with a lot of you know? You have a lot of wrestlers. They come from families of wrestlers, dads, uncles, mm-hmm. cousins. How come they wasn't taught to do that the same thing? How come it's not being done? You know, it's it's like that's that's a good question, but it's like you know today's age, and a lot of wrestlers they they just don't think that far. They don't think about marketing and. About you know, hey, I'm gonna go work on the East Coast, or hey, I'm gonna go work over here in his Indies, and then go work for WWE and keep the same name. So, I don't know. That's I know a lot of a lot of current wrestlers are doing it now. So, um, oh, and they have the opportunity to do it now too by this this new company AEW. And you know, again, going back to if I can be who I want to be and do who I want to do, right. then I'm going to go to a company that's going to give me that freedom, that creative control that I want to be my my character. Um, and and when you talk about WWE, and, and you mentioned Robert at the beginning, yeah, they're not going to take WWE down. I don't, I don't think any company is ever going to take WWE down. But, but pulling Finn Balor off the main roster and putting him on NXT, that's a big statement. That, that 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 Vince McMahon is trying to make to other companies trying to come after him. Right. I, I'm going to move my talent where I've got to move my talent to compete with you. Because Finn Balor is not an NXT wrestler. He is a main card wrestler. Any organization that he's with, he is a main card wrestler. And for Vince to make a move like that, yeah. that lets you know that, that, that they're poking him. Yeah, I, they, they do that a lot. Not with live events, but regular events. Yeah. They bring people down. You know, just for those events, I don't know how long this is going to be for. Well, this that, those, those were probably like non televised stuff. You're right. This it is. is this this was a televised. They they showed Finn Balor coming down and they say Finn Balor's home and I go it's a step down. Has he <laughs> made any tweets about that? His opinion? I had. You know what? I had. I don't follow Finn. But I probably should. I probably I probably should too. But I don't. I'm not a big social media guy. Um, in fact, I just made. Uh, a Twitter account for Bigfoot Club today and don't know how to run it. So, <laughs> <laughs> my opinion, I don't know if there should or will be another company made like AEW, but I I think there should be because I think 
I don't know. Are you wrestling just for money? I mean, if you give me a million dollars a year, should I worry about if I'm getting TV time or if I'm getting to wrestle? Or should they just move on? Because they're not going to make as much. Yeah, I mean, some, some wrestlers care about that. They care about the money, and some cares about um, exposure and their and their brand and their market. But Because um, I noticed Saturday y'all was talking about how many people is on the roster. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. They, it is ridiculous. I mean, because they, they pretty much halt. They have all of Impact's old, like three years ago, Impact's roster is on WWE, and they're not utilizing them or they're a jobber or they're – you know, doing non-televised stuff. But so. then again, like we said last week, why did they come over to WWE? For the money. For the money. Because so. even as a jobber, they're going to get paid at WWE more than they're going to get paid anywhere else just being a jobber. And that those are the ones that are in it just for the money. Now, you have the ones that are leaving WWE, going to AEW, or going to India, or going to Japan, or whatever. They make a lot of money in Japan, too. But as, as far as money, you're always going to have the ones that do it for the money. And, and you're always going to have the ones that do it for, for the love of it. And, I mean, that's, that's what I love about Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes says, I'm tired of it. You know, I'm done with it. I'm going to go do my own thing. And, again, they, like you said earlier, uh, start a new brand. Well, that's what he did. He's mm-hmm. like, hey, you tired of the, the same old saying? Let's start our own company. Let's I'm, do our own thing. I mean, he's backed by the, the con gentleman that uh, owns the yeah the jaguars yeah the jacksonville jaguars so he's got he's got the money to do it so and uh that guy is like really high into analytics and stuff so i think he knows what he's doing so i i I think they're 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 solid and there's a lot of people on facebook that are hating on them and saying that they're not they're that they're not going to last but i think they are how do you think wwe negotiates these contracts because you think the wrestler says okay i know i'm not gonna get to wrestle you're paying me i'm gonna be preserving my body but you're paying me because i so i'm not gonna take money from you with another brand they're still being profitable yeah i mean i think you know vince probably he probably does contract where you know you know hey you're gonna work for me and um if you decide to, if your contract ends, then, you know, you have 120, 90 days, you know, non, non-compete. So, he probably does that. But, you know, whether someone gets hot or not, he can't control that on, yeah. on the contract. So, yeah. there's people that, that he signs and eventually people like, like like Daniel Bryant. He got hot and he couldn't control it. So, did he not control it or did WWE take it away from him? I, you know, I think I, I think once once he got hot, they were trying to curve it and they couldn't, and the the crowd was just going yes 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 all the time. If and he becomes a good guy and brings the yes chant back, I'm yeah. all in. He, <laughs> I'm he, so ready for that. He actually he actually just turned so, at uh, hell in the cell. He he teamed with with Roman, and at the very end, because Roman beat uh, Roman and Daniel beat the Bludgeon Brothers. And at the very end, um, uh, Roman sticks out his hand to shake his hand. And then Daniel goes to shake his hand, and he kind of pulls it away and goes like this. You know, he, he shakes his finger no. And then does his hands up like a hug. And so they embraced, mm. and all the crowd is going, yes, yes, yes. So so he's uh, coming back. I think I think he just turned babyface again. So I think I, I used to be a big Daniel Bryant fan, but I've moved on. I think it's too late to bring it back for me. So... Once you bring, once you take right. away something, you can't get it back. It mm-hmm. won't be the same. So, who's who's your top five wrestlers right now? Currently, not not in the past, but currently right now. Ooh. If you had to, okay, top three. I don't know. 
There's a lot of them, and it's not just from one brand. Chris, how about you? Uh, I'm I'm gonna say uh, right now, uh, Kenny Omega is, one. is 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 on top. Um, I think he's got to be at least top three right now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I would say. Man, it's it's tough. Like 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 Tucker said, it's tough because are are you talking about just in in wrestling general, or are you talking about uh, from each brand? Because like AEW, yeah, you got Kenny Omega, you got Chris Jericho, yeah, yeah. you got a lot of people that's coming up. I was thinking, I I would I would say any any group, any company, just who's who's your top five? Kenny Omega. um, I would I would I would put Jericho up there right now. Um, He's he's on fire right now. And yeah. I, I would I would say starting to make another splash and starting to make his move is John Moxley. John Moxley, yeah, yeah. I would have to say, and guess what? They're all AEW guys. Um, so I think he made his move when he went to AEW. Yeah, like, I, I think yeah. he's I think he's about to explode. Man. And he he's always been one of my favorites. Uh, always been one of my favorites. So um, yeah, I think top three: uh, uh, um, Kenny Ortega. Uh, Jericho and, and, and Moxley. Did you say Kenny Ortega? <laughs> Is he a baseball player? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Kenny Omega. Sorry. I was watching Jericho and, and Kenny Omega in Japan. That was badass. And they brought it here. Yeah. And it's not like that anymore. Well. I mean, and Moxley was in Japan too. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I think the top five for me is number one is Kenny Omega. Two is AJ Styles. Um, three is Seth Rollins. Probably four is Finn Balor, and five is uh, Pentagon Jr. So I think those guys, and I, and I kind of put that basically on, if if they can wrestle with anybody, and if they can wrestle a broom and it'd be like entertaining, mm-hmm. or if they have like a good shtick. I know you really like that word shtick, but so how come the guys, all the guys we just named, they're not getting the most TV time? Like who, Jericho or? Like all the guys you just named, Seth is the only one getting the most TV time. Well, I mean, I watch a lot of wrestling, so AJ gets he gets TV time, regardless whether he's the main storyline or not. Uh, Pentagon Junior. He's he does a lot of stuff. He does Impact. He does he does AAA. He does Lucha Underground. He does AEW. So he he gets a lot of stuff. Uh, Seth, you know, he's he's going to be the man for a while. And uh, Kenny Omega, I think he, he's on a losing streak right now, but I, I still think he's the best wrestler. In the world. It, I, I, I think you got to put him number one. Yeah. Because I think he could wrestle a broomstick and make it entertaining. Yeah. So he's just, he's just what he does is yeah everything about him. It's not just his wrestling. It's, 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 his, it's his performance. It's his uh, shtick. Shtick. Yeah. <laughs> you think Fox would, is going to help bring the attitude era back? We can show more on Fox. Uh, well, I, hope so. I mean, here, I hope so. It's not as family as USA. You know, here, here's the thing about the Attitude Era, and I, I tell people this all the time. And the Attitude Era was a t- one time and period that you know that um, I forgot what's it called the the FCC. They had like really mm-hmm. low standards and rules, and they didn't really care. And the WWE pounced on that, and it was like there was one time in the era. In time that it's never going to come back again. Yeah, but I mean, can, can I, I mean, uh, the, the attitude error is not a program you can just put in and say, okay, let's just add this, 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 and this, and it'll be. It, it, it can't be. It, it's going to be. I, something I know. Else. I know it's not a plug and play thing. I know that, 
but can we please start to go back to possibly bringing it back? I mean, the attitude, you cannot deny that the attitude era was the greatest era in wrestling history. You I can't think, deny it. I think the only way you can bring it back is if AEW explodes more than it, and it, gets, it goes two shows. It goes two shows, you might get it back. Maybe. Well, you, let's blow it up and make it go two shows. You think they might? You think they might replace Tuesdays? SmackDown? I, mm. Well, SmackDown moves to Friday. Exactly. So you think they'll take over Tuesdays? So, so right now, right now, wrestling-wise, Mondays is Monday Night Raw. Tuesdays is Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Wednesdays is NXT and AEW. Mm-hmm. Thursdays, I think, I think that was, I think it's two hundred five live. I, I could be wrong. Someone correct me on that one. But um, and then Fridays, is Friday Night SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So and that's what we was talking about before we started the podcast today. It's consuming. My wife hates this. It's consuming a lot of my time. Yeah. <laughs> it, it consumes a lot of mine, too. So, I mean, I'm whenever I, I'm, I, I'm caught up on shows, I say, okay, I'm going to watch AAA. I'm going to watch AAA wrestling on, on YouTube <laughs> see how it goes. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. I just I don't know. I just love wrestling way too much. Hey, since since we're talking about love and wrestling, growing up, who's, who was y'all's guy's favorite wrestler? Oh, man, hands down, hands down, hands down. Was the junkyard dog? Junkyard, the dog. junkyard hands. No, and I grew obviously growing up in Texas. You got the Von Erics. The Von Erics are absolutely yeah. a staple in Texas. You gotta love them. They're 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 a staple in Texas. But man, I love the junkyard dog. How about you, Tuck? I, I like the Von Erics. I, I don't like talking about the Von Erics because you can. A lot of people know their names, but they don't know anything about them. They can't tell you anything. Yeah. Being from Texas, you know, I'm sure all of us we can tell you what happened it's right. sad but mm-hmm. you know for me i used to walk around doing the bushwhackers oh know? yeah man <laughs> <laughs> i was I, you know i i was a big von Erichs fan and i and i hated the freebirds i hated freebirds i hated rick flair but um um michael hayes said on a documentary once that if fritz von Erich had let his boys you know go around the country and wrestle he said you'd be talking about world-class championship wrestling instead of WWE. He said they were that popular and they were that hot, and you could drop them anywhere and they would sell out. Well, yeah. So, they, I mean, let them, let them go free. Yeah. And, and he didn't. So. Yeah, free birds. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I hated I, – I, I'll piggyback on that. I hated Ric Flair growing up. Yeah. I hated the guy. I couldn't stand him. Every time he came out and he did his little yeah. walk his, and then he wooed. His little strut. Yeah. And then, then his daughter comes out and I, I can't stand her either. She, she so. you know, she's probably one of, she's probably the best woman female talent right well, now. Well, she probably is, but that doesn't mean I have to like her. Oh, okay. Yeah. How come the, how come they're not connected to wrestling right now? Uh, the only person's life is Kevin. Exactly. Yeah. And his son looks like a wrestler. Looks yeah. just like him. Did, didn't you watch his his nephews or something wrestling? Yeah, at, at they, Slammiversary? they were in Slammiversary. They made an appearance in Slammiversary, um, and that was kind of it. Yeah, they you know? they didn't get signed by Impact. They, they just, didn't get no no no. They no. just they, they just fill the card. I mean, it was Texas. Yeah. I mean, if, if you have a Von Eric alive in Texas and you have a show, you're gonna bring. Especially, I mean, TNA, they they were they were needing needing something, right? You know, and you know, Slammiversary was in a college 
uh, Coliseum, basketball Coliseum, and we barely even filled half the place. Yeah. So they had to make a splash, and what better what better name to make a splash in Texas than the Von Ericks? The Von Ericks are like America. That's right. <laughs> so, I mean, they brought them out, and then it was just kind of a... I mean, it's it's no different than WWE. If they're in town, right. they're going to bring a Dallas Cowboy in, or, you know, when they brought Arrow in to to do his little match, it's it's the same thing. Stephen Amell. Yeah, I can't ever think of his name. So speaking of celebrities, who, who's your favorite celebrity that made an appearance ever? On on wrestling? Anywhere. For me, it's Mike Tyson <laughs> and Stone Cold. <laughs> that, yeah. That, that was that's that, good. That that was an impact. No, no pun intended. Who who was it? Who who's your favorite celebrity? Uh, I'm trying to think. Who is my favorite celebrity? I guess whenever Arnold showed up and he back slapped Triple H when he when he yeah after, was after Terminator. I think it was Terminator Two. He was he was uh, help promoting or something. I don't. Yeah, I don't it was something like that. So. I, as much as I as much as I hated the appearance. And as much as I hated what happened, I, I loved when uh, when John Stewart came out. And, Re- recently, yeah, yeah. And, okay. and and he messed up Cena's opportunity to to do the 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 record, so Ric Flair could have it. And I say I hate it because oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. hate Ric Flair, but I loved how it happened. I thought it was entertaining. What is Cena doing nowadays besides losing his hair? He's uh, he's doing. Um, are you smarter? Than are you fifth, smarter than a fifth grader? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, check this out. Impressive. Most impressive. So he's yeah he's he's doing smarter than a fifth grader, and actually, I like him on the show. I, I like him. He's 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 a pretty good host. You think he brings anything anymore? Uh I think he brings his name. You know, that's I haven't a, watched it. You haven't watched Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? No, I haven't watched it. I'm not Smarter Than a Fifth Grader. He started a fundraiser. I forgot. Yeah, something he's, with fitness, mil, military fitness or yeah. something. Hmm. He's, he's, got, he's got a couple of them out there. He'll match I, up to a million dollars? I know that uh, that my son loves him. That's what he brings. <laughs> and my son loved it when he went back to, to hip hop because, oh, man, my I, son went crazy. I, I, was doing, I was watching his fitness I think I, I think I started gaining weight. <laughs> he eats way too much. That's the opposite well, effect, huh? He's get he's got to eat that much because he's got to feed those muscles. So. Yeah, but he was telling everybody else to eat that much yeah. too. <laughs> That's too much. That's too much. I thought you was going to tell me a while ago about like maybe Shaquille O'Neal or somebody like that. No, Shaquille. Shaquille I, I, I know, and I, I've I've shared my my John Stewart story before and people were like what the heck why why would you do that why is that no that was I interesting just, i just thought it was i thought it was a good i thought it was entertaining i thought they actually put thought into it mm-hmm. um most of the time I, I don't think they put any thought to it they just say go and i think they actually put thought into that one and and it actually came out i mean it, it worked out well i liked it yeah so. some of these some of these celebrities it doesn't seem like they've they practiced that one bump, and they just get destroyed. <laughs> Did you mention who was your favorite celebrity? Uh, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. You, you think I was going to say uh, who's the boxer they they brought out? I hated that one. The boxer recently? No, no. The the million dollar boxer. Um. Oh. Um. The one that was fighting Big Show. Yeah, yeah I hated I, that. I, I don't follow boxing, so I don't follow boxing. Yeah. <laughs> 
We're just going to play Scrabble. I, swear. <laughs> <laughs> I like turtles. I like turtles. <laughs> so, um, Chris, do you have any? You have any? Any information you want to read to us? I, I got I got a little something. We, we we started out, you know, talking about wrestling tonight, and I thought um, it would be it would be cool to see what uh, what wrestler had a birthday today, and uh, it, and who would that be? It looks like uh, awesome. So the Miz turns 39 today. Happy wow. birthday, Miz. Happy birthday. I don't think it was a good birthday for him since, Cle- <laughs> since Cleveland lost last night. So. Yeah. yeah. So he might be he might be unhappy. He on didn't get birthday. to drink his beer. No, that Cleveland didn't lose. They got destroyed. Let's he, let's keep it real. Cleveland. But you know, he can't drink when they lose. He has a an ice chest and it's locked. Yeah, and it's that locked. lock comes off when they win. Yeah. So. Well, so cuz I watched the Divas, I'm sorry. The Browns are garbage. Yeah. So garbage. He's yeah. so more. But uh, yeah, he turns 30, 39 today. So happy birthday, Miz. Uh, big, big shout out. Um, so in honor of his birthday, I made a list of my top five Miz moments. That, five. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> There's that many. So exactly. That's, that's exactly what Robert said when I told him I was going to do this. So top five, my top five Miz moments. But before I reveal my top five, and my top five is, uh, is, is building up to how Miz became who he is today. That's my top five. But before I do that, I wanted to open the floor to, to you two to see if you had even one top Miz moment that you would like to share. Do you have one? I don't. I'm, I'm going to say his show is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> the only one that I had was when he was when this was back when uh, SmackDown was doing a um, talk smack after SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And he had an argument with Daniel Bryant. Uh, about Daniel Bryan being like uh, retired, and he he I think he went off script and he started yelling at Daniel, and I think he missed their opportunity of because I think he was a heel then, mm-hmm. and I think he missed the opportunity of going a babyface and changing his thing completely because he was he was like you know not I mean like hot looking but he was hot I mean like he was burning and like people were tweeting about it and Instagramming yeah. about it and. And he missed the opportunity, but that was probably the the most favorite moment I had from him. You think that changed him to a baby face, or you think his no, kid? No, because they said his kid is the one that changed. He him. he was still a heel after that. Yeah. So he's a, he's he's actually one of the one of the biggest heels of of all time, and he's a good heel actor. One. But they want him to be a baby face I right know, now. But I, yeah. he's just not. It's it's kind of like whenever they were pushing Rocky Mavera or however you say his name, Rocky Mavia. Sorry, I've never pronounced the name, but he. The Rock was never meant to be a babyface. Never meant to be a babyface. He's mm. always meant to be a heel. The Miz is meant to be a heel. He plays, he's, to me, one of the best heels all time. And I know I get crap for that, but, hey, I'm a Miz fan. Right? Hey, since you mentioned The Rock, you think he's going to be making more appearances for the ratings? Mm. He, he was on the, the Fox premiere. But is he coming back? I doubt it. Okay. He makes way too He's He's the, the top-grossing entertainer in the industry right now so he's he's too much yeah he's too much so my number five um moment that launched the miz into who he is today is competing on tough uh tough enough in 2004 Mm, i do remember that he got to the the final match but he did not win Mm. do y'all know who he lost to um didn't he lose to biscuit jones no. Okay. 
Good guess. <laughs> I, I don't know who he lost to, but but going back to my favorite, probably that's my favorite with Miz. I sometimes I'd rather watch Tough Enough than any wrestling show. I tell you I, what, he brought it on that show. They have to. Yeah. So, so he, who did so he who, brought, did, who did he lose to? Daniel Putter. And where's Daniel Hunter? Exactly. I, I can't make I, I can't make the noise of crickets, but I would have. <laughs> there you go. Sorry. Exactly my point. So I put a loss on here because losing in that moment, he worked so hard. He won. He, he, exactly. In his loss, he absolutely won. Okay. So that's number five. Uh, number four. He was the first Deep South heavyweight champion in 2005. Do y'all remember Deep South? No. Was that on ECW? It was. It was a. It was a kind of like a developmental league for WWE. Okay. They that they was had, before NXT. Yes. Okay. Yes. So um, it was like a developmental league for WWE, and this was his first taste of actual, mm-hmm. I guess, unofficial WWE gold. Was the uh, the Deep South Heavyweight Championship, and who owns that? WWE. WWE owns yeah. it, and mm-hmm. still is still going today. I don't know if it's still going today because I think NXT took I, it over. I doubt it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, NXT NXT blew up, man. I mean, and, it, and it's great. I, I love NXT. So I'm not sure if it's still going on today. Um, it's probably not. It's probably not. But at the time, uh, WWE had it. Um, number three. Uh, when he won his first official WWE belt, any any of y'all know what which one it was? It was uh, the Money Intercon- in the Bank one. It was Money in the Bank one. No, it wasn't. Intercon- oh, the belt, the belt, Intercontinental. The first, nope. It was the U.S. The it was the United States Championship. Championship. That's what I meant. To say. Against Morrison? Nope. Who? That was that was later. Okay. But the first time he won it, it was against uh, Biscuit Senior. No. <laughs> Good guess. <laughs> He Oops. just the the person that he wanted against just lost his title. Ah, Kofi in in Kofi Kingston. Just oh, he, lost oh, he was Jamaican then, right? Yes, <laughs> he was when he was Jamaican. Gotcha. So yeah, um, that's number three. Number two, you spoke of money in the bank, cashing in his money of the bank, money in the bank contract against who was was it? Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Damn, I remember that one. Two two thousand nine, he cashed it in against Randy Orton. Do you remember how he did it? Um, I do remember when he really did it. There was a little girl, and the crowd was mm-hmm. pissed off. Yeah, <laughs> she was mad. All right, and number one, this is totally outside of the ring, but his two kiddos, uh, Maroon Sky and, and oh. Madison Jade. That's number one. When you said outside the ring, I thought you was going to bring up MTV. <laughs> yeah. I didn't put any of that on there because the road rules and all that. Yeah. And, and the, the the divas and all that good stuff. He was the host and, and all that. So I didn't put any on that. I just think that if you look in, in 2004, he was competing on, on Tough Enough, just trying to get a spot and he lost. And then jump to 2009, and he's cashing in his money in the bank to win the the WWE Championship. You know, I'm taking this away from him, but that's that's awesome. Yeah. So. Sorry. 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 So that's my that's my top five uh, Miz building moments. Like I said, I'm a big I'm a big Miz fan. Um, I've always been more. Of a heel fan than a babyface guy. So when is he getting his belt back? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't think they're going to push him like anything. Who's taking it away from Brock? 
Who's gonna Somebody take needs to. I would I would wish Cena would. Yeah. And I heard y'all talking about this Saturday also. Do you really I kind of think why would you give a belt to somebody that could potentially leave with it? That's never no, been no, I think that's I, never been like Vince. Yeah, like that that screw Montreal job. I, I don't think he'd ever go to that again, so No, I think Vince created that. He might have for money and popularity. He, Maybe there was a lot of Maybe. I don't know, but there's a lot of opinions about that. Maybe, yeah. but I don't think you do it. I don't think he would do that again. Yeah. I, it, yeah. I was gonna say if he did it, if he did it then, I don't, I don't think he'd ever try to do it again it, or, if, or do it again. Yeah. If he did it again, AEW is doing really well. Speaking of that screw job, do you, do you have any doubt in your mind that Brett knew about it and got paid for it? Um, because <laughs> he was on his way out anyway. He, he was, and, he was doing a documentary at the time, and I don't know. I mean, if you watch that that one, I've watched it a couple times. Not not the one that you showed me, but the one that he was doing. It it showed that he didn't have nothing to do with it because they actually showed footage of him hitting Vince in the face. Yeah, that's my only argument. Why would he deny it and make money off of books? And then he really did know. But they they said wrestling's a family. There's a lot of secrets. Yeah, it is. But like he the like the night after that, he signed with WCW. Mm-hmm. And he and, was already on his way out. Well, yeah, yeah, he he was already. Pushing his way out yeah. anyway, and, like, and Vince he, wasn't gonna let him take the belt with him. The the like the thing that bugged me is that that night of that of that pay per view, when he lost it and he spit at Vince, he he did the fingers of WCW, yeah, and, Vince, the, and, and the cameras didn't pull away. No, so whenever you say you thought he did it, I kind of thought that whenever it shows him doing that mm-hmm. WCW and stuff. So Vince did not trust him to. Forfeit that belt the next day and leave. I, I and, think, and leave. I think he trusted him, but he just he didn't he didn't trust that his rivalry with uh, Shawn Michaels was going to be at that level because he didn't want to give up the belt to Shawn and he was told to do it and he didn't want to do it. Yeah. So I thought that was a great documentary though. Mm-hmm. It's good. So that would have been his way to forfeit the next day, but would he have done it, Vince? You know that was the wars back then. Yeah. He wasn't going to let it go to WCW. No. Nope. no. There wasn't a chance that he was going to let it walk to WCW. And if you look at some of those past YouTube videos, like WWE talking, they're saying, I got the WCW WCW belt right here, and it's WWF background. You know, they wouldn't go let that happen. <laughs> yeah. So why would you give it to Brock? I, I didn't like that he, decision. He, you know, as much as I say this over and over, he's he's money, he's man. Money. I, I didn't like the Kofi decision. He did a lot of he's put in a lot of work to, to to get that belt. He's just not the guy. I I'll tell you this, and I've talked Kofi? to yeah, I've talked to Robert uh, off air about this. I'm a huge Kofi Kingston fan as well, and that man has worked his butt. He has, off. but he's not a heavyweight. He's not he's a heavyweight, and that's that's one thing that holds him down. But if there's anybody. That can hold it, other than a heavyweight man. Kofi Kingston has the clout to do that, and he deserves the right to do. It. He doesn't deserve the right to lose his belt in eight seconds just because it's Brock Lesnar. Show some yeah. respect and show me. Yeah. Tell me any other guy that's been in the business twenty years that hasn't held the belt at it, one point. At one point, yeah. This was his first time, and you, you, the, the first time that he loses it is in eight seconds because it's Brock Lesnar. I know Brock Lesnar's money, but I guarantee you there'd been more money if you had the match go thirty minutes. Slap yeah. in the face. I think it knew he knew it was coming. I think that's why he didn't. Ha- I didn't see his kids in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. I was that was kind of odd. I mean, because I know they 
they're setting up, and we talked about this on Saturday, the Caden Velasquez, and everybody knows mm-hmm. how I feel about that. I was not happy with that because... You think that was off script? I think Brock does what he wants. Well, he, he does what he wants, but what, why bring Kane out there? That that just tells me that tells me to the, the entire roster who signs who has contracts that you know what you don't you don't count exactly you don't count for the WWE title. You, you said slap in the face. That is a huge slap in the face to everybody else in the because Brock gets what he wants. He does. What about WrestleMania? He was the last card, and he came out. And first he came out first because he wanted to go to Vegas because he wanted to leave. Well, I think he he did that because in the shortest match. And, and was that a rumor? Was that true? Because I heard he was on the way. He was on the flight to Las Vegas because well, UFC was in Vegas. But he he's he, back here. Brock's Brock's idea is that he should be the main event and not you know women. That's just what he th- probably what he thinks. And when he wasn't the main event, he wanted to be the first. Get it over with and get out of there. So, what do you think about the women's evolution? I think they put in more work than the men do. Uh, well, I think I think they have to. Um, they're trying to get. They're better. trying to get better. I I think it's it's long overdue. I, I think it was coming. Yeah, I think it's already went away because I think WWE is going back to look at my butt and my my boobs. Yeah, it's not and technical I, no more. It used to be technical. Yeah, I think there's 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 some good wrestlers on the roster, but there's not some good wrestlers on the roster women wise. So I mean, um, Charlotte's Charlotte's really really good. She can work against anybody. Um, uh, Becky Lynch, the man, she's she's getting better wrestle wise, but I think she's like she's super hot and everybody's pushing her and the crowd loves her. I liked her before she came to me. You you say she's super hot, but she doesn't she doesn't show. Anything she's she just back throws in, those she's, punches. Yeah, yeah, she's she's back in pants and she's back in t-shirt. Yeah, she is. But I, I'm saying the crowd loves. I it. know it, and I I'm a I'm my favorite female wrestler right now is Becky Lynch um, on WWE, um, and and it's not even close. Yeah, it's but not even close. Who's y'all's top three? My mine is I'll say this is uh, and and when you make the decision, let's let's talk about wrestling. Cover them up. Cover okay. them up. Yeah. That's three names. Yeah. The three names that I can think of right now is Charlotte. She's number one. Uh, two is Tessa Blanchard. Tessa she, Blanchard. She's on, she's on Impact. She's She wrestles guys right now. That's that's how good she is. And three is Becky Lynch because, yeah. you know, she's the man and she's I, w- I would I would – the only thing that I would change about that is I would put Tessa above Charlotte. I would put Tessa. Number one. Charlotte. And then Becky Lynch. That's the only thing I would change about it. But those are top three, and I don't think it's even close. For me, I would take off Becky Lynch, and I would put Asuka right there. Asuka's up there. Asuka's Asuka's good. It's just, you know, I think her lack of wanting to learn the English language is probably holding her back. I think if she she would learn English, and and there's no knock on on anybody, not, you know, it's just, you know, like, uh, what's his name, Sin Sin Cara came Mm -hmm. up here, and he was really hot. He didn't want to learn English, and he got sent packing. Why should that hold you back? For one year straight, I didn't know if Goldberg knew English or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he's a former football player. Everybody knew that. So I'm just I, I, I like Asuka, but I was telling you, I, I think she's she's limiting herself. And I think even Jericho said this. If you don't. Because like when when Jericho went to Japan, he learned Japanese. When he went to Mexico, he learned he, he learned Mexican. So. I mean Spanish, so he could he could speak the language and and do more. And he he he's critical about people that don't want to learn English here. You got to and you know, you, you got to be able to work with other people and got to be able. To and I think I think one thing that holds Oscar back in my mind is her her overall performance. She's a great wrestler, 
but she's a great wrestler. She's not really a performer. Yeah. I think Becky Lynch all the way around is she's you get the performance and you get the wrestling. So and you get the talking and you get the talking. So, so I think they showed but, her more respect than they showed Kofi. I mean, her first loss was for from Charlotte. I mm-hmm. think that was respect. Yeah, I yeah. think Charlotte's a better wrestler than her. But whenever whenever you lose to somebody that's not a better wrestler than you, because I don't think Brock Lesnar is a better wrestler than Kofi Kingston. I don't care what anybody says. Kofi Kingston is by far, hands down, a better wrestler than him. Mm-hmm. And he's put in more time. And he put in more effort than Brock Lesnar. Now, I know, I know when Brock Lesnar came out, he put in his time. And, he, and, and yeah, when you're money, you don't have to put in as much time. I get that. Perfect. Uh, John Cena. John Cena doesn't have to put in all that time. But you don't see John Cena coming in and taking a belt away from somebody in eight seconds. Right. But John Cena put in the work. Exactly. He put in the time. That's what I'm saying. Not, and he did it in this brand. Here's the thing. You see John Cena come out and job to Undertaker. That's what you see mm-hmm. because John Cena knows where he stands and he knows the, the, the respect in wrestling. John Cena came out and job to Undertaker. He yeah. did it in this brand. I, I don't want to. I don't care about what you did in the UFC or other exactly. brands. What, did you, what have you done in this brand? Right. It's kind of like, you know, the guy that broke his freaking neck, you know? <laughs> I mean, he had... Kurt Angle. Uh, Kurt Angle. Yeah. He, he had a lot. He did a lot of stuff before he came here, but he came here and he did the work. And he put yeah. in the work. Okay, moving on. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna move on to. They're giving me the fi- the scissor finger, <laughs> the scissor, the scissor, fingers. <laughs> scissor fingers. So our our next subject, we're gonna. And while they're while they're uh, deciding what they want to talk about, you know, if if anybody disagrees with what I'm saying, or if you want to add something, or if you want to. You can hit us on Facebook, hit you it. know, and we'll get you next time. Hit us we'll on bring Facebook. It up, you hit, know? Us, hit us on Twitter uh, at Bigfoot Club One. Um, hit us up, yeah. If 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 we get any of our facts wrong, or if we we say something that you yeah. don't like, or we say something that you do like, please uh, jump on there and let us know. And uh, I'll bring I'll bring the conversation up, and I'll throw your name out there as a shout out, and <laughs> yeah, let's participate. Because uh, that's that's I mean we're here for y'all. We're here, we're here for y'all's entertainment and, and, and for y'all to to get what you get out of it. So, yeah. It, it, it's not just about entertainment. And it's about this is our passion. Yeah, we like to absolutely. talk about this stuff. I like knowing what I don't know. So hit me up. Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're jumping on onto Bigfoot stuff now. I have All to right. tell you, that scream, that howl, mm. I don't care how many times I hear it. Right. Man, it gives me the weebie jeebies, man. You, you know, uh, and I know I'm going to go off what, what Tucker said off mic earlier about stories and stuff, but um, one of my one of my very first times in the woods, I was with Luke Gross, my uh, mentor, and we were in, it was East Texas. It was, I'm not going to say exactly where it's at. It was in East Texas. Um, it was off I-30. <laughs> so... <laughs> so so, About 15 minutes east. Yeah, or it was like it was the longitude. Uh, was it like, like Tyler? No, it was like it was like uh, northeast of Sulphur Springs. How many Bigfoots are there? How many I've, I've seen Bigfoot sightings. Well, I haven't seen any. I've heard of them in Tyler, Oklahoma, Colorado, Canada, Russia. Like they're all you, over the world. You know, the, the as much as I don't want, I don't want to do this, but I'm I'm going to push a website. It's the bfro.net. That's probably the best website to look up sightings, and it, they have it broken down by 
by states and counties. And um, East Texas has a lot of sightings. I don't know the number like in front of me. I don't have it in front of me. But uh, they do have a lot of sightings. And um, that's probably the best place to go to look at that. So, like I was telling you about the story, about the scream that we just played a while ago. There was uh, one of the very first times I went out to the woods. I went with my mentor, uh, Lucas Gross, and he was telling me um, about Bigfoot. And I was learning about it. And he was telling me, yeah, this thing's going to be coming around about, you know, about midnight, about midnight or one o'clock. And then it's going to come back between three and five. And I go, okay. So we're right on this uh, gas right away. And this lady's house that we're on her property and we were doing the research, she had all these dogs and so she had like four or five dogs and they were all friendly. They were sitting with us and, you know, wagging their tails and stuff like that. But around 1230, these dogs, they go under the house and they're not, you know, I go, hey, where'd the dogs go? <laughs> and, and Luke goes, he's coming. <laughs> so about about 20 minutes later, I heard a scream that was so freaking loud. It vibrated my whole chest. And it was like, it went on, like, seemed like 20 seconds. And so Luke turns to me and goes, well, he's just letting us know he's there. And then it, you know, and then it stopped, and then the dogs came out. So I said, I go, was that a train? He says, nope, it was a Bigfoot. So I'm sorry, Robert, I trust you. It doesn't matter how good of friends we are. Right. If that's what we're there for. It doesn't matter what I hear. You're going to be running towards it, and you're going to look behind you, and I'm not going to be there. <laughs> I concur. You know, I'll meet you at the car. I mean, he, he was he was telling me he was telling me that he's taking a lot of people out in the woods, and he says he says, "Say, Bob, now either you're going to want to do this for the rest of your life, or you're never going to come back." And so I stuck around. So that stuff. I mean, I was I was scared, but. I was excited at the same time. So I, I don't know. I can't really put my finger on it and how or why, but I was just like involved in it. And I couldn't. Was you it. scared because you really believed it? Or I mean, cause you know, this is what scares people. The unknown. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The, the, we, we were talking about that on Saturday. Yeah. So yeah, the, the unknown is the like, thought of it that that could be real. That yeah. scares people. And that's, that's what I was mentioning uh, on, on our last show. The mystery of it all. The mystery and the intrigue of there actually being this big, humongous, gigantic, whatever it is out there. And I, I don't believe it. I'll be the first one to tell you I don't believe it. And, and Robert knows I don't believe it. But like I said last time, I mean, I trust this guy. And if he tells me that, you know, he's seen evidence, I've got to say there's something out there. Yeah. So do you believe it, Robert? Or are, you, are you an adrenaline I, junkie? You know what? I've, I've <laughs> never seen it. I've never seen it. But I've seen stuff in the woods like I... I can't explain like how, I mean, I could take you guys to East Texas and we'll look at the map and we'll go to an area and I always find stuff. I mean, I find like 18 inch footprints and, and then uh, I'll find like, um, like trees, eight feet up, four inch diameter trees just twisted. And it's, you know, twisted like without like an opposable thumb. You can't, you can't do it. You know, a truck can't do it. So, I mean, there's stuff that I find and, the people I talk to, I mean, you know, do, do do people lie whenever they say they saw Bigfoot? Yeah, it's possible. But some people are convinced that they've seen a Bigfoot, and I have to I have to take it as face value and just go with it and try to look at the area and just look at the evidence and say, okay, did they see one? You know, 
Is there vegetation? Is there water? Is there game here? Is it is it viable? And I go. I always say, yeah, you know it is. But there's some some sighting reports I used to get. I go, mm, I don't think so. You know, I I don't know if it's real or not. I know, I believe in in other life and other things that could could possibly be. But you know, when I read the stories on the internet and the sightings. Sometimes I feel like I have no option but to believe it. Have right. you ever been on an interview where you were, that's that's it, you were convinced? Yeah. There's, there's, there's been a couple of times where I've I've interviewed somebody and I threw the same question, but I, re, I reworded it differently. And this person that I was interviewing, she didn't she didn't get phased by it. She just kept, you know, because like some, you look for someone to change their story when you give them 300 questions and, and you throw in like, there's six of them are like the same. They just word it differently. And then she did. She stuck to her story. Do you think you could run out of arguments, Chris? I mean, if I've never drank, did drugs, I would, you know, I mean, could you run out of arguments and believe me? Um, I mean, the only way that I'm going to believe that a Bigfoot is out there or some sort of Bigfoot out there is is a, a personal experience. And like I said before, I've been in the I've, I've, I've hunted Many, many times, um, not in not in East Texas very many times, but I've hunted South Texas, I've hunted West Texas, I've hunted North Texas, um, and I have never seen anything remotely close to anything that a Bigfoot would do um, or that people say Bigfoot do. So... And see, I, running, I, would, it, I would think you would see it before Robert because you're not looking for it. And, and right. that's 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 what we talked about kind of last. I think it's going to be that if if somebody is going to find this thing out there, it's going to be somebody that's not looking for it. He shared a story about a guy hunting. That, that guy wasn't looking for Bigfoot, but guess yeah. what? Bigfoot came and looked at him was, according to his story. This this, so, this same guy that I was, I was talking about, um, he was a hunter. He was a big dude. He was like six seven like 260 and he had like you know one of those big rifles and his brother called me and said hey um my uh brother saw a bigfoot and wants to know if you can go talk to him and i said okay so i drove out to his area it was like four hour drive and when i got to the guy's house i knocked on the door and the guy opened the door with the chain on <laughs> and he slid a map out and said um this is the map where i saw it and I said, "You're not gonna go with me." He goes, "No, I'm not gonna go out there ever again." And so he was he was convinced that he saw something. He should have shot it. Yeah, I. I you I, said he had a big gun, right? Yeah. Yeah. I said, "Well, I ended up coming back and talking to him because I went out to the area and looked, and it was like on hard clay, so I couldn't see any footprints. I didn't see nothing. Hung out there for a couple hours. Came back, called him on the phone because he didn't want to meet. He didn't want to talk to me face to face." And I asked one of the questions I asked him. I said, well, you know, how come you didn't shoot it? He said, it looked like a homeless guy. And he said, it looked like a man, but tall and was hairy. And I, I couldn't do it. You know what they say with, with about a guy with a big gun, right? What? Big bullets. So, Chris, I mean, if, if we had it laying here in front in, on the floor, would you be a believer then? Or would you want to cut it open? No, I, 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 well, obviously, if it's laying there, I'm going to be a believer. But I'm gonna want to cut that sucker open. Yeah, me too. I, I'm gonna want to dissect that sucker and see what is going on. I can't ever forget about the story you told me about the they sold it and it was just stuffed. Right. That was a uh, Tom Tom Biscardi story. I yeah. think it was. Uh, 
I can't remember the guy, and I don't want to give that guy any play because he's he's a jerk. Yeah. He's a jerk. I'm not gonna give him, like give him any play, but it was in Georgia. They, I believe it was um, it was a it was an ape costume, and they filled it full full of bricks. They put a dead possum at the end at the bottom of this um, freezer. They put the costume on top, and then they filled it full of water and froze it. <laughs> so with all your experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you ask all these people, how come you didn't shoot it? How come you didn't do it? With all your experience, uh-huh. what would you do if you if you had an encounter? You know, I whenever I first started. For survival. Whenever I first got into Bigfoot, I was carrying um, a Mossberg shotgun. And for the first year, I did that. And I don't know. I ended up talking to a lot of Native American people and uh, tribes and other people. And mm-hmm. I just... All the stories that I got, this thing was pretty, it was pretty peaceful. And so I quit carrying it. I quit carrying it. And I just carried like a big knife. Yeah, I would think any weapons would be the, the last resort, right? I mean, in their other survival tactics? You know, most Run. I mean, like, <laughs> like would be less threatening for him? Well, you know, here's the thing, though. I, I, I quit carrying weapons, and then I, I just wanted the experience. And, and, does that sound dumb? Yeah, it does. So but you're just you're getting ready, right? Running track or working out you know, or something, right? I, I, all the all the sightings I I I, I like uh, interviewed with people and stuff. This thing would this thing would show it if it wanted to show itself, it showed itself, and then it, if it did, if you didn't leave, it left. But it made a bunch of noise to do it. But you know, if you left first, then they would shadow you until you were gone. But if you didn't leave, it left. So most of the stories, like I said, most of the stories I, I interviewed with, it was peaceful. So I quit carrying a gun. So I just, I never carried a gun after that. So. If, if I hear another tree smash another tree and it's not thunder and raining or you can't tell me it's a bird, I'm running. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's an alpha male telling you that, hey, he's the alpha. Yeah. Pretty get much. away. All right. So, yeah, get out of my area. so you, sp- you speak about how they're peaceful. Right. Okay. So again, today I went and I looked and I was trying to find something about oh, yeah, 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 today, yeah. you know, like Bigfoot right history in today. All right. So um, I came across this article and it's the uh, the Bangor Daily News. It's titled Bigfoot in Maine. Uh, Ten foot tall wild man was killed in 1866. Newspapers reported. All right. So it's it's 18- that was that was that was re- like reported today. Like in history or what? Yeah, it's well. This this article came out in on October eighth, eighteen eighty six. Okay, all right. So that's why I picked picked this article because it was from today. And that's a good article, but for me, I don't think it matters when it was printed today or or right. ten years yeah. ago. If if someone died because of they believe because of this, how come they wasn't hunted by authorities? Just get to the story. Or the military. So it says in inside the October eighth, uh, eighteen eighty six pages of the Industrial Journal of Bangor lies the story of a ten foot tall wild man with seven foot arms and hair all over his body. The historic newspaper was discovered by Bangor resident Donald Ricker, who dabbles in antiques. He found the periodical inside a leather case protecting a piece of thick black glass. The original article about the wild man was reported by the Waterville Sentinel. All right, so this guy is in the antiques. He bought an antique. Right. This article was wrapped around this piece of glass, so he just happened to, to, to come across it. All right, this is what the article. Uh, it was a Frenchman. So it starts out, the Frenchman's story, which is implicably believed, is that three men were camping out in the woods about 100 miles north of Moosehead Lake. 
The 127-year-old newspaper article states, two of the campers were away from the camp for, for a week and came back to find the dead body of their companion. This is why you, you talk about them being peaceful. So right. I'll, I'll, I'll ask you some questions afterwards or let you give your opinion okay. when I get done with the story. Okay. The unarmed storyteller, possibly a Canadian. What does that have to do with anything? I don't, I don't know why they put possibly a Canadian in there, but he's possibly a Canadian. Had his fellows, <laughs> yeah, had his uh, had his fellows in town all by the ears with the story about the giant wild man he encountered in those in the dense woods above Moosehead, according to the papers. When he and the other comp, uh, campers discovered their friend was dead, they scattered. They searched all others to, sorry, uh, they searched out others to form a posse to kill his killer. They went for help and reinforced by dozens, others searched the woods for the unknown murderer. The stories read, <clears throat> It proved to be a terrible wild man, ten feet tall, with arms seven feet in length, covered with long brown hair. The party fired several shots at him and finally succeeded in reaching a fatal spot, laying the monster low. Newspapers of this era used few images and none of the articles had accompanying sketches of the wild man, which I think is kind of intriguing. All right. The Sentinel story uh, was picked up by the Wilton Record and ran in the Franklin County Towns newspaper on October 6th, 1886. So that was the original newspaper um, that picked it up. And then uh, this uh, Bangor Daily News picked it up and ran it on the 8th. Did this article have any pictures attached to it? Or no, that's or? what they were saying. They, they, that's what they were saying. Newspapers of this era uh, used few images and none of the article... Uh, Articles had accompanying sketches of the wild man. Yeah, they only have sketches. Back so then. yeah, I was just I don't I don't know when the first camera came out, but I guess I don't know. But, they, um, they didn't have one. Okay, so <laughs> they didn't do any sketches or anything like that. Um, two days later, the same article appeared in the Industrial Journal, a weekly newspaper based in Bangor that was devoted to the manufacturing, commercial, or agricultural, railroad, and steamship hotel and summer resort and fish and game interests of the Northwest they or Northeast. They might want to shrink that for uh, marketing purposes because right. that's, that's really long to say. That's too much. So that's way too much. So... Um, you, you talked about it being peaceful. It says in here, this right. thing killed somebody. Um, we also all picked up on, hey, there's no pictures. There's no images. There's right. no nothing. But what I want to ask you, and, and I, I like how Tucker brought up, it doesn't matter what time period, time era, whatever. This right. thing killed somebody. What they did, they posted up, and they went out, and they said they killed this. Right. But I think, um, I think for someone, I think any gorilla or bigfoot or any animal this strong in size has the ability to kill anybody i think these people go crazy because they don't expect to see it if they did yeah they they say i don't know if you want me to bring this up and if you don't stop me but what about the guy that shot the 35 millimeter roger patterson did is that what everybody goes off of when they draw pictures and sketches and pretty much it's, and how it's, come he didn't follow him and like, do other like research um, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's a good question. He's already passed away. Um, uh, Bob Gimlin is still alive and he was the one, uh, was backing him that has, that had the, the rifle. I don't know why I, I, he's probably done some interviews on why they haven't done it, but I, I have that'd be interesting to look up. I've, yeah, I've I never mean, like Harry, Harry and the Hendersons. I mean, where does everybody get what a Bigfoot supposed to look like? Maybe just from that video? commercial commercial wise. I mean, right. it's, they don't, they, they go off of what? 
what what other people say, what other people do in, in movies. Um, but when I think about it, if if is it just from that video, is it, or if people really saw him? Yeah. So so you're so. I want when you hear this story. When mm-hmm. I was reading this story, because right. this is the first time you've ever heard it. Right. Um, what are your thoughts? What are what are your immediate thoughts? And and what do you what do you think of when you hear stories like this? Well, when I hear that story, I the first thing I'm going to think of is how how was the guy killed? Okay, was he was he stabbed? Was his guts pulled out? Was his neck broke? And there's was, no details of that. There's either. no details of that at all. And um, Bigfoot's. I, I, most of the people that I've talked to and I've read, you know, dozens of books. I've read other people's sighting reports. Most of the time, they, you know, these things they they're they're present and you see them. And then if you don't leave, they'll leave. If not, they'll they'll follow you until you leave. So this doesn't sound like a Bigfoot story. I think this sounds like a cover up. Or they would be just ripped to shreds, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, because like he's not very tactical, right? I mean, well, I mean. Bigfoots, Bigfoots will will protect their own, but they'll do it in very very little as possible. I you mean, think Bigfoot is extinct, or you think there's a lot of them all I, over the I, world? Because there's a lot of sightings. I think there's a lot of them. I think there's a lot of them, especially in East Texas and Oklahoma. But the woods are getting smaller. Yeah, and then they'll they'll migrate somewhere else. So and then those woods are getting smaller. And then they'll keep migrating. <laughs> They're gonna buy a house. I mean, what, what's going to happen? Because the it's I don't know where are they going. I don't see them running down the highway to move. Well, they're not they're not in Dallas County. They, they can't run underground. <laughs> I mean, where I, I I don't know. I just want to see one, but where do I go? East Texas, yeah, or Oklahoma, or Oklahoma, up in the mountains. I know, I know Can that you mountains. you and again, if you don't want me to talk about you moving and all that stuff, I won't. But I will anyway. Okay. I know you moved to <laughs> Oklahoma right. to follow a dream. Right. You know, and when you got up there, it didn't go the way you wanted it to go. Right. When you were in Oklahoma, when you, when you said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving Texas, I'm going to Oklahoma, what was it about, what was it about, what, what made you go to Oklahoma? Well, I, I moved to Tulsa, Tulsa County, and the 50-mile radius around Tulsa, there was Bigfoot sightings on either side. So that to me that was intriguing, and uh, when I got there, I ended up I ended up getting a couple stories, and I, but I ne- it never panned out because n- n- the people that were, who called me up got scared and just didn't want to do the story. But that was that was intriguing to me is that you know fifty mile radius all around Tulsa County there was sightings. So was now these sightings when 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 you talk about sightings in East Texas sightings in Oklahoma. Uh, Tucker brought it up. There's sightings all over the world. Okay, now when you talk about a sighting in East Texas and a sighting in Oklahoma, and we'll get back to this story in a second, but we kind of got off of, got off on this tangent. I want to keep going here. Is it the same? Is it is it the same Bigfoot that lives here in Texas that it is in Oklahoma, or is is are there different? I mean, yeah, we're all we're all people. We're all humans, but we're all different. You you know uh, all the you all mean like Mexicans and whites or what? Well, I'm just saying it doesn't even have to be Mexicans, whites. It could be different breeds. Big, you know, yeah, yeah, because yeah. they got to migrate yeah. with somebody. Yeah, they got they have to. Yeah, I mean, I've I've done sightings in, I think, uh, south southeast Texas, and the 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 Bigfoots there were described as, you know, 300 pounds and really skinny but tall, and their hair was like really long and stringy, and then I I would get some in East Texas that you know they look like a homeless guy with short hair. 
I got some with, you know, brown, tan, black, you know, red, different colors all the time. That that always intrigued me. So is it is it are you thinking more of like an evolution type of thing? Like they evolved to their surroundings and I think so. I mean, it, it could be that, it could be, you know, they're drinking, you know, water or agriculture that got pesticides in it. Well, you you bring up a good point there because flamingos before they're pink, they're like a, a brownish tan color. Mm-hmm. But what they eat is the reason why they turn pink. Pink, you know, yeah, because of what they eat. So I mean, I mean it, it could be that. It could be a couple of things. I, I mean, I'm I'm spitballing here. So you think big, <laughs> you think Bigfoot was started first, and we involved somewhere down the line. You years know, and years? I don't know. That's that's ideology that I'm not sure I want to. On the on the on the interviews, do you think they backed out because they were scared and they were embarrassed? And yeah. was it really true, or they backed out? They yeah. don't want to go through this lie. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll say this. One of the stories was a lady, and I can't remember the town, mm-hmm. but it was it was uh, east of Tulsa, between Tulsa and the Arkansas border, and it was a lady that bought some property. And she, I think it was, no, it wasn't, it wasn't bought. She was inherited this property and she bought a mobile home. And so she was going to build a house there. So she put the mobile home there so she could watch the house being built. And um, I guess in the middle of the night, uh, this Bigfoot would come and slap the mobile home. And I forget how she got my number, but she reached out to me. I think it was. This is back when I was like MySpace or something. <laughs> but couldn't that have been anybody? Well, yeah, that's my thought. Is can I call the police was, tonight was, and say, "Hey, Bigfoot was, just knocked on my was, window"? It was it, okay. I didn't say this. It was it was an open field, and like you could see either direction for like you know hundred yards. And so when she her husband went outside, they didn't see anybody. It, this thing was long gone. So when when you when you say slap, what what do you mean slap? They would run by and then. I guess with the palm or their fist, and they would just slap the side of the... Like, bang it. Yeah, bang it, like, really hard. Like, where? on the door. Like, just the side of it, side side wall. Not, like, real high? You know, I didn't ask that question. Did so. they do it in the room they were in? I think so, yeah. That's that what, would be that's, scary. That's, yeah. what, that's what got them up really quick. I don't care if it's a Bigfoot slapping my house. It, whatever's slapping my house is going to be scary. So, yeah, and, so she reached out to me, and then I said, okay, I could be there this weekend. I go, is it okay? And then she said, yeah. And then, like, she called me, like, it was, that was, like, on a Tuesday or Wednesday. And she called me, like, on Thursday and said, um, I can't do it. Um, my husband doesn't want me to do it, so we're not going to. I said, well, I, I can't help you if, if I'm not out there. And she goes, well, I'm sorry. I go, okay, well, I'm sorry. How does she know it was Bigfoot? I don't know. I think she probably researched it. And If you was her, would you have been putting out traps the next day? Well, I, I, I did. Whenever I, I, before I hung up with her, I told her, was there a Walmart by her? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, I said, go buy you some game trackers and put them on poles and put them around your, because they. I'm, it, I'm talking about protection. You're talking about proof. I'm talking. No, no, no you I mean, you, trying you, to catch it. You, or? you didn't let me finish. Okay. Okay. So whenever I say go to Walmart, get game trackers, it's, it's my theory. And this is my theory. I've been for a long, long time that game trackers admit like a infrared beam. Okay, to catch game, to take pictures, right? You got that? Right? Yeah. And so I was. It's been my theory that this thing sees the infrared and avoids it. So if you put out game trackers, this thing goes the other way. So is but that, I don't want to keep it away. I don't want it to harm other people. I want to catch it. If it's, well, you want to catch it, but I was trying to help her. 
So you was just trying to keep away from it? I was it. trying to keep but it away. But what would you do? Would you do the same and keep it away? Yeah, I would. You wouldn't try to draw it in and get information? How, how would you catch it? How, how would you catch it? I don't know. With a, a tranquilizer? Tranquilizer gun? So you don't, you don't know how much tranquilizer to put in? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> to knock an <laughs> elephant down. I heard they I mean, had really like, thick skin. So Because, like, like, I mean, you could shoot it all day. And you won't be able to get it. <laughs> so. So. Whose phone is that? So when when you say they they see infrared, right? Me being the non-believer, right? And me being the like I said last time, I go into everything wanting to debunk it as if it didn't happen. I'm gonna say to that 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 is garbage. An excuse to say that well we do that. That's why Bigfoot's never been caught on a game camera. Well, that you know that makes a lot of sense. And to me, I mean, when I when I when I first started in ninety nine two thousand, that was that was our our game plan was put out game trackers to find out where Bigfoot was. And I think was we went along the along the lines of we ran out of game trackers, and so someone just put uh, a regular camcorder mm-hmm. in like a crook of a tree. I, I remember you telling me this, yeah. And and this thing, I don't know. It, and we put it somewhere where no one knew where it was at. I mean, we put it, like, way deep in the woods, and we put it, like, in a crook of a, a tree. And we got video of this this thing avoiding the camera. And it was, like, throwing sticks and branches in front of it to see if it would set off the infrared, the picture. Now, what is the, what is the angle that this is at? It was, it was, like, probably about six feet high. And it was, like, aimed straight ahead at this, at this um, game trail. And so we were. So where were the sticks coming from? Behind it. Okay. They were they were throwing, they were throwing it behind. So you it. would just see like a stick yeah, come over the yeah, camera. It was like way in the woods where no one knew where it's at. We didn't we didn't we didn't broadcast it. We didn't post it anywhere. And we just walked in the woods like so let's put it right here. So we put it right there. So we ran out of uh, game cams, and so we said we just put this up there. And that's how I we came up with the idea. I said. This thing could see the infrared beam. How 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 did you how did you keep this regular camera going? Um, it it, it ran into the battery right now. Okay, so you just you just stuck it on there until the battery. Yeah, ran out. we we left it there overnight, and we we camped somewhere else, and then we walked back to go pick it up. So just, you just put it on play and set and, it. In yeah, I started watching. And I said, "Wait, this, this is son of a bitch." I get chills every time you talk about this. I don't know why, and I, <laughs> and I love to hear it I, I, every time. Well, I, I know you told me one story. You was in the woods. And big like boulders were coming after you. Well, like something a human couldn't lift. It was. It wasn't like it was boulders. It was like a, maybe like a good, you know, probably like a six inch rock that I would have a hard time picking up and tossing. So, I, I think I, I was in, I was in Oklahoma. I was in Moyers, Oklahoma. I was in the Kimichi Mountains, and I was um, by a campfire with two other colleagues that I did research with. And it was really windy that day, and uh, I think it was in a full moon. It was, like, pretty dark, so you couldn't see, like, 10 feet away. And so we were sitting there laughing, talking and stuff, and this rock just hits the ground like thud and starts rolling toward us. And you could see it, like, in the, the campfire fire. Well, it came into into view, and it was a big rock, and it was still rolling toward us. 
Sometimes I think if, it, if you don't give up, you'll yeah. see. I think you might be in the top 10% of the closest encounters. Yeah, and I, I, I just yelled really loud. I go, I'm sorry if we're being too loud. <laughs> you think he understood you? You think they could speak English? I was going to say, what, I mean, what language do they speak? I mean, they, it, they yell. I mean, it was like, I think another time I was I was in the, the same campgrounds, and we were like in this cabin, and like around 4 o'clock in the morning, you could hear... Like somebody, because like all around this whole this whole area in Moyers, there's like huge rocks and big boulders, and um, it sounded like this somebody going to town on two rocks, just like banging two rocks. And I got up to use the restroom, and it was like four in the morning. I got out and I was like I was peeing and stuff, <laughs> and you could hear pap 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 constantly. Now, did you, the, was you able to keep concentrated? You're in a safe place, bro. Right. I mean, safe right. place right now, by the way. You can say whatever happened. But, right. you know, did you piss on yourself? No, I didn't. Okay. No, because, like, I would, I would have. I would have. I would have right down my leg. It, it, it sounded like it sounded like it was, like, maybe, I don't know, a mile away. But you could hear it. It was echoing through that whole area. It was, like, pow, pow, like pounding. And it was like nobody in the area because it, to get on this property, you have to go past, like, a security guard. So if you were in the woods and, and these big rocks were coming after you, Chris, right. and then, you know, if you said, I'm sorry, you know, I'm in your area. If he, I mean, would you start running or you've been like Robert and say, do you say something? First, and you start getting closer. First off, you wouldn't be in the woods. Uh, I'm not going hunting for Bigfoot. But first off, if a rock comes at me like that, yeah, I'm gone. You know, I'm gone. If You're not going to throw it back? Yeah. If I can't pick it up, no. So... Well, but yeah, I mean, when I when I hear these when I hear these stories and I hear all this, and again, I'm I'm coming at it with uh, I'm gonna debunk it if I can, you know. You're saying like this six inch, you know, it's a big rock. I get it. It's a right. huge rock. And 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 I can see I can see both sides of it too because what would a big strong man be in the woods chunking rocks at you for? Right. You know why? Because I I can think of you know. I can think of three guys right now that could throw that rock like it's nothing, dude, right. but they're all world strong men. Right. You know, and, but, but why would a world strong man, why would somebody that big be out, be out there chunking rocks at you? Be out in Moyers, Oklahoma. So yeah. That, that might be how Mark Henry practices. Maybe, so. you know, Mark Henry might be chunking bowlers at, <laughs> at Bigfoot hunters. <laughs> but like I was, like I was saying, uh, I got out to use the restroom. I could hear this thing pounding on a rock. Sound like a mile away, but it was echoing this whole area. And then I yelled at the top of my lungs, I hear you. It stops for like four seconds. And then he goes back to hitting the rock again. Because you didn't move. Uh, so you know. so do you think that was I mean, he was acknowledging you? Probably. They, Saying, hey, I hear you too. But what I mean, here's here's my thinking. If I'm out there and and I'm I live here, okay. Say I'm I'm putting myself in a bigfoot. This is my home, right? Okay, and you're coming in here and you're hunting me and I'm chucking boulders at you or I'm smacking rocks over here and you yell at me. I mean, obviously this thing knows it's huge. Obviously this thing knows it's big. I'm gonna yell out one of those crazy screams that he's got that gives me chills every time I hear it. I'm gonna let that sucker go and make you run. Well, what was it about this incident you think that he didn't scream or he didn't didn't do anything to make you try to get out of here? It is it's it's theory and it's it's just conjecture. Okay, because I don't have any like scientific proof to back this. But did and, you leave? 
No, I, I stayed the night and then I left the next morning. Was it because that's the closest you think you've ever gotten all the work you've put in? You wanted it, or I mean, why didn't you leave? To be honest with you, I was camping, and then it was happened to be Bigfoot area, so I was camping. And so you was fighting him over space. Like, I, I paid for this. So instead, why why didn't he why didn't he run you off? Well, here, here's the thing. Um, it's in theory that the Bigfoots they communicate through either a tree knocks, or they'll get a piece of wood and they'll. Hit like a base of a tree. So this dude's or, calling or, his this, or rocks. This yeah. dude's calling his homeboys. He's doing a long distance call. He's calling his homeboys and you so, stay there. You know this. He's calling his homeboys and you're he, staying he, there. He's probably letting them know that we're in the area and, and, gotta wait for and, and to avoid us. That's what he was probably telling us. He's probably telling them. Cause like So you're saying he doesn't mind you being there. He can't if we don't if we don't want to leave, he's not gonna make us leave. So But hmm. what about all these I don't know if there's encounters. He made him leave or he killed him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he killed this guy. Um, in our story, Moore's, Moore's, Oklahoma, Kimicha Mountain is a big area. It's a big area, and we were just like a, we were like maybe two percent of that whole area, and it just moved on to somewhere else. I wonder if there's anybody out there maybe was not believers and they hear you and now they're believers because I mean I can always fall back on the thirty-five millimeter film, right, right. but. I know as many interviews as you've been on, and you're talking calmly right now. You're you're not nervous. Mm. You're speaking from experience. I mean, that's mm. that's I, I ran out of things to, well, see, to that's, say. That's what I'm saying. It's it's I trust this guy. I believe this guy, but I'm just of the mindset. It's just because you've never seen it personally. That's I, normal for I'm, any man. Yeah, I've never had. I told you I've been in the woods. Many, many times. When I was in the military, we were out in the middle of the woods in Oklahoma. I've been out in the middle, middle of the woods in, in, in um, Missouri. I've been in the middle of the woods. And I've been out there by myself and many times. And I have never once seen any kind of evidence that's, of, that's, of a Bigfoot. That's, I don't know. That's weird that you've been in the military and y'all can't share the same stories. Well... Like I was saying before, Bigfoot either they want Bigfoots have they're they're like a deer, and they they have like strong eyesight, strong you know sense of smell and and strong hearing. They just have a big brain. So if they if they want to be seen, they'll be seen. They can see at so night. So let me let me, yeah. let me ask you this: military don't sleep. They're out there at night. Let me let me ask you this: How do you know that? How do I know that? Because um, they're. You know, people always ask me all the time, well, how come you can't, how come you can't take a picture of it? Mm-hmm. And I've actually walked in the woods with a camera in my hand, ready to take a picture. And I've walked down a trail and I see a fox come through and I still can't catch it fast enough. Mm-hmm. I guess what is Tris, Chris is trying to ask, what are you basing all this off yeah, of? Yeah, what, what, is, what is this big brain? What is this big, uh, uh, great eyesight, great, mm. you say they're like a deer. Yeah, because like most of the time, most of the stories that I've talked to that, people run up on it it's because you know they're they're probably in an area they're not supposed to be or there's probably like young bigfoot there and that's the only time that all the stories that i've read and actually interviewed with that people have they've actually run across bigfoot because they're either in their way or they have food or they're in a way to get food or they're blocking the bigfoot from getting food or water and so whenever whenever they they see, they see this stuff they see them, and so I've been in the areas that had sighted reports like three days ago, and I'd go like two days later to go to it, and I'll see them for months. 
after because like after I would get a side report, I would go and go stick at this place for like three months. I go every weekend and I wouldn't see anything. So you're you're basing your your characteristics of this unclassified animal yeah, yeah. off of people's stories. Yep. And the actions of this mm-hmm. this unclassified yeah. animal. Yeah, and I, I've actually I've actually read uh John Bennernickel's book. He's a wildlife biologist and I've actually talked to him in person. Um, you know, he's a wildlife biologist and the ideas that I had, he says he had the same ideas. So, I mean, it sounds like these ideas, you're just, I mean, not you, but these ideas are compared to he's an animal. My dog's an animal. He can run at night, see at night. He, he must be able to also. Yeah. But here's, here's the thing. I could go get a deer and scientists have biologists have, right. They've cut these deers open. They've 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 measured these deers. They've they've done all these extensive tests on these deers and dogs and all this stuff. So we have tangible physical evidence of these creatures being able to do what they do. Right. Now, you're saying that based on the evidence we have off of other creatures acting in the same way, that's how you can get the idea that this creature can act like a deer. Because we yeah, have we've caught a deer, we know what a deer can do. Right. They mimic a deer. They they act like a deer. Yeah. So based off of that, you can say this is why we know. However, deers get caught on infrared game cameras right. all the time. Yeah, it's hard to they, it's hard to catch a deer by hand. It's easy to shoot, but it's hard to catch it by hand. But at least you see him. Right? Yeah. But you you see see him my cat is smart, and if I if he don't want to be caught, I won't catch him. But I'll see him. But the, he has a small brain though. He doesn't know. Deer, what that, about deers? You compared well, him to a deer. No, I'm, I'm saying deers have small brains. They don't know what an infrared beam is. This one has a bigger one? Yeah, he's, he's got a big skull. I don't know that. I've never seen you, it. You've seen it on the 35 millimeter. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's on that one, yeah. But, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, but I, don't believe, I don't believe that is, I don't believe that's real. Right. You can't, I don't know. That I, don't, I don't believe it's. A lot, I've, I've I, read a lot of stuff on the internet. And, and again, here, this, this is me having absolutely right. zero Bigfoot background. Right. And I'm, absolutely you know, zero. I'm not. I'm not here to convince you at all. <laughs> I'm just but I'm, I'm. I'm here but, to. I'm here to drill you though. But but if so you, your if, your opinion. You think someone dressed up in a costume and he shot that 35 millimeter? No, I don't think that guy. Not, I don't think that guy. And the reason the reason why I said it's because I went in 2000. No, it was not. Oh yeah, 2001. I went to the Ohio Bigfoot Conference in Newcomerstown. It was run by Don Keating, um, and I met this guy named Larry Lund. Larry Lund uh, is from, I think, uh, Oregon or Washington State. I, I can't remember. But when that happened, when the Roger Patterson happened, he, he went down there like the day after. And he took pick. He, had, he was showing me Polaroids of him being in Bluff Creek. He was telling me that the creek bed that that film was shot on was volcanic ash. And he says volcanic ash is dense. And it, even a horse can't put a footprint Deep, you know, I mean, a horse or a Bigfoot could put a, a footprint in volcanic ash. A regular person couldn't. So there's footprints. When I first met you, I was thinking, man, I, I'm, I have a friend that, that he's a Bigfoot researcher, and that's kind of weird. But <laughs> I've liked wrestling all my life, and I took criticism for that. I was like, so, mm-hmm. man, you know, I found someone that yeah. I can relate to. It's, but then when I saw that 35, I used to collect cameras. And when I saw that 35 millimeter, that's the real deal. Like, you can't. Edit it. You can't. No, you can't, you can't mess with you that can't. film at all. 
And 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 what you said is is a big reason why I have an open enough mind is this guy doesn't waver. He doesn't waver on his stories. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't if you ask him to tell a story and then you wait 10 years later and ask him to tell the same story, it's going to be the same story. <laughs> yeah. If you ask him No, it's true. The stories that he's telling, I've heard some of these and that was 20 years ago. It, it, I, yeah. I've I've heard Well, stories. not 20, but I've heard stories, time. you know, from the first day we met, which I don't even know. I still don't even know how long we've known each other. But however long we've known each other, it's been more, it's probably six years. Yeah. Um, and stories that you've told me when we first met to now, it's the same exact details. It's the same exact, exact, exact stories. So, I said 20, I meant 10. Sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was 27 when I met. I know. So, I, know I feel old. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, that, I mean... And I'm I'm not here to be convinced. I'm right. not here to have you convince me. Um, I just like picking your brain. I, I, I like hearing the stories. I think people are intrigued, especially you know people like me that, that don't have any anything to do with Bigfoot. I'm right. intrigued by it. I, I you know when I was a kid, I thought he was cool. Yeah, you know, I, I still think he's cool. Well, <laughs> I I think he's freaky if he's really out there and he can stay there, and I don't want to see him. Unless it's dead and we get to cut it open, so it's too but, sweet. But yeah, that's that's part of of why I keep an open mind about about Bigfoot. <laughs> about Bigfoot is because I here's a guy that I've known for 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 many years who doesn't waver, who doesn't who doesn't give an inch. It's the same, always, 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 always. So. Okay. They're giving me the scissor fingers again. The scissor fingers again. <laughs> Let's move on. So. Okay, our, our next subject we're going to be talking about. The Paranormal. The Paranormal. This is one of my favorite games of all time, too. Yeah. I scratch out there. It's when they're when in between levels, right? My first yeah. Paranormal experience, I was about 12 years old. I think that got me ready to be an adult. Really? Like working security. <laughs> and I know I bring that up a lot. I've had a lot of, you know, my, my grandfather bought a house. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's passed now. So he bought a house over there by Fair Park. And walking up to the house, we were just going to gut it out. Mm-hmm. Me and my dad, he passed. My stepdad, he's, he's passed. And, you know, uh, we were going to take all the copper and everything we could get, you know, for scrap. And there was a tombstone in the sidewalk. Walking up to the house, it still exists. I, I think they knocked it down after this, but I think the tombs, everything's still there. But there was a tombstone. Walking up to the house, blue diamond, and blue when diamond. you when we got in the house, everything was normal, and then the stuff started happening. You couldn't explain. Right, the dishes started coming out of the cabinets. The rocking chairs in the living room were rocking. That that takes a lot of. We power. ran out of this house. That takes a lot, of and power. they knocked it down after that. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know the explanation, but it scared me. That was my first one. And that was real. That was like, I had a whole family with me and they can they're my witnesses. So so when you talk about dishes coming out of the cabinets, how it wasn't flying. Yeah. You know the, kind of like just someone tipped them over. Okay. That wasn't like a movie. That's they weren't flying out, hitting the walls. Because that's you know. still that's a lot of power yeah, to you know, No. To generate, you know, and, and you know, since you brought that up, we could argue maybe there was a rat somewhere in the cabinets. You and, know, and it was crawling around, but it scared it scared me enough that I ran out. Yeah. I didn't find out. Hey, I was so. just thinking maybe it's a rat. What about the rocking chairs? Um, 
the a rat behind the the, the ground was the, the ground was was uneven. We could argue a lot, but I ran out. I didn't a stay breeze. to find out. Yeah, and 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 again, here here's my thing, Tucker. I I one hundred percent believe in ghosts. I one hundred percent believe in spirits. I one hundred percent believe in the paranormal. Believes in ghosts, but not in Bigfoot. But not in Bigfoot. <laughs> so because of my personal experiences, because of the experiences I went through, and yeah. And like I said last time, anytime I go into any story or any investigation, anything like that, I go into it with the mindset, this is not real. I'm going to debunk it. So my mindset goes to if these suckers are flying off, I, I know for absolute certain that there's something in there that's that's not supposed to be in there. But if they're rattling or tipping, my mindset automatically I go to a rat. But we were we just walked in the house with that feeling like yeah, we were uncomfortable. Abs- yeah. And that's that's. That's the the key. And it wasn't walking into an ice box like you described. Yeah, it was uncomfortable. Like the hair was standing up on my back. I looked like Bigfoot when I take my shirt off. <laughs> but you know, and and then I, I don't know how to explain it. It was just an uncomfortable feeling. Um, but I guess we could argue like it was like like Bigfoot, you know. And Maybe and again, you said this is abandoned house, right? Yeah. So there's no electric going to it. No. There's no currents going no. to it. No. Wow. Spirits need something to generate. So generate. So when you walked in that house, you were probably like a like a battery for them. Mm-hmm. That's okay. what I'm saying. So yeah. They're gonna if there if there's no electricity. Thanks, Robert. You 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 hit what I was getting at. It's a month. If there's no electricity, if there's no nothing in, they're using you. Yeah. So, but that I mean, traumatized. Okay, you, my bro, I was only twelve. My brother was like set, six or seven, and we walked into a house near. Uh, it was over there by Lake Ray Hubbard. It was an abandoned like that's mansion. Where I grew up. Yeah, like abandoned big house. We walked in it, and my brother. I don't know why, but he opened one of the closets and went to walk in, and his foot fell through the floor and he pissed all over himself. Mm. <laughs> Cyril, if you're listening. So, yeah, I mean, it traumatized him. Yeah. Because you know, the previous experience we had, anywhere we went, he was scared. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I wonder if he's scared until today. Maybe. He, he Maybe he crawls is. in the dark he, by himself. Yeah. He, he probably is. So, and again, I've, I've, had, I've had so many, so many experiences. And when I was a kid, it, mine started early, early on. Uh, when I was a kid in, 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 in several different places, like I shared last time, I, I had one that followed me around, the little girl at the table. Um, we'll get into that story, you know, a little more um, later on. But those experiences, going back to what, what Robert said, uh, he believes in uh, paranormal, but he doesn't believe in it. <laughs> going back to that, yeah, those experiences. And, and what you said is, man, you, you hit the door, you ran, you didn't take any time to investigate. Yeah, as a kid, when I saw that little girl, all I wanted to do was was run, but I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to do anything at that moment. Um, I was paralyzed with fear, um, wishing I could run. But I also think too, I was already in my safe place because I was in my house. Right. You know, this is my safe place. This is where I'm supposed to go. This is my house. So I think a lot of that. But as I get older, and 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 as a grown man now. I still ha- I still scared. I'm scared, but I'm so intrigued by it, and I want to know that that that's what makes me want to go and investigate. That's what makes me want to go, and and the fact that I'm I'm firmly planted in my relationship with Jesus Christ, right? And I know that when I go in there, I'm covered by the blood of Jesus, 
and nothing's going to get inside of me unless I let it. He's not going to protect you from dying. Well, and you, you know, but he's going to he's going to protect my soul and where it goes. Right, but it's just that feeling. You know, when I worked in security, I would get the same feeling sometimes going in these buildings and I would I would do everything I could not to patrol that one building. Yeah. You know, I would I would give it off to somebody else and I would try not to go back. You know, uh I but you know, like you I wasn't looking for it. When I started getting older and I started looking for it, you're like you said, it was boring. I didn't find anything. <laughs> like I, I heard y'all talking about Catfish Cove. I used to live in Waxahachie. So I went to these hotels. Mm-hmm. I went to Catfish Cove and the story's on the menu. And there's things on the wall. And the even the waitress will tell you the story and the history. And I ordered appetizer, ate as slow as I could, ordered the you know, the the main meal and then and then dessert, I sat there all day. Give me another drink. Give me a coffee. Let's, you know, Nothing. Give, me, give me a pot. Nothing. It's boring. And then, no. but, they, but they, there's something had to happen there at one point. You know, they even sell ticket, tickets on Halloween if you want to sleep there overnight. Because that's the commercial side of it. Yeah. That's but the, they only sell like a couple. Yeah. I don't know how much. But, but a story of a haunting is attached to this place. So people are going to go there just for that reason. Yeah, right. and, and, I, and one year I forgot what year it was, but they I I, I they probably did make a lot of money because they had a raffle for two people. Yeah. You know, spend the night there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I wanted to make a correction from the last episode. I was talking about Brad Freeman, a friend of mine, and uh, I said his group's name wrong, so I wanted to get it corrected on here. Um, his his group name is Texas Paranormal Expeditions of DFW. And so if you need help and you want paranormal assistance, Brad can help you. And you can reach him by texas.paranormal.expeditions at gmail.com. Now I heard you saying like you do this because you just want to help people. How are you really helping them? Do you make it disappear and not ever come back? No, it's, it, it, it's not that. It's just... Um, That's what I would want. It, it's, it's not Absolutely. that. It's, it's, there's, there's some people that see, like in Bigfoot too, there's some people that see, you know, ghosts. And they're not well. They're not really to deal with it, and sometimes a lot of their their spouse doesn't believe them, and so they don't have like anywhere to go. And if they don't go to church, they can't go to church. So, whenever I was a director for Penn Texas, we we try to help people, try to you know get them to talk about what they've seen, what they experience, and then when they're ready to to get rid of whatever they're seeing, uh, after we would document it and make sure that it was not them and we would debunk it, whatever, if it wasn't, then we would bring in somebody from um, a church or whatever denomination they were they believed in. If they they wanted a shaman, we brought in a shaman. If they, they were Jewish, then we brought in a rabbi. But so, it, you could, I could go to church and get in a better place and not think about it, but knowing it was there, how can you, even if you're in a better place, how can you share a place with the ghost forever? Uh, I guess it all just depends on the individual. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I I can't. I can tell you one of the stories that I'll share later on in, in our podcast is I, I I left the house the next day. It it happened and I was gone the next day. I broke my lease. I paid extra money to break my lease on that house because I wasn't going to live there anymore. Right. So after a while, and people don't leave. Was it true or what is the story? Because the catfish plantation that on the menu it show it tells you. 
the knives are thrown in the kitchen, dishes thrown at the chefs. Like, yeah. why? How do and they what, have workers in the kitchen? What what times are these happening? Yeah, but what? No, while the workers are there. Okay, so the workers are there. Knives are throwing all this. I haven't invested. I haven't even. I haven't. I haven't even. looked into this, but um, there's a lot of questions. Just just with the little that that you're that you're saying here, there's a ton of questions that I have. But too too much to go into right now. But yeah. it, there's there's so much the the way that I come into this wanting to help people is is exactly the reason why I go into any investigation or any any kind of thing like that is to debunk it. I want I want it at all costs to debunk the situation because I think so many people they scare the crap out of themselves. Yeah. And and they believe something's there that's that's not there. Um, and if, 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 if at any point in time that I can go and help them say it's a rat instead of, um, instead of a ghost or it's, it's, uh, um, uh, a breeze or whatever, I don't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now because I'm not in that, in that instance, but going in and investigating the property, going and investigating their story, listening to exactly what they said. And, and determining if there's any way that we can debunk the situation. That is how I want to help people the most because I don't want people living in a house either with a ghost or believing that there's a ghost in there. I want them to live in their house free and, and happy and not worry about anything. So yeah. My, yeah. My, my stance on it is to debunk, debunk it first. Remember right. that feeling I told you I had the, the, the chills through my body and mm-hmm. the hair standing up? I watch all the, a lot of shows on TV I get that same feeling, mm-hmm. but I can't make myself stop watching them. Is there yeah. any shows on TV that you wasn't able to debunk? Because I see these shows in prisons and old hospitals and yeah. schools. And my my thing is, is when I watch a show on TV, I, I'm always in in the mindset of it's all for money. That's my that's mine. Yeah. And, and uh, but what about that one uh, prison in the water in New York that you know it had to be, it has to be haunted. I'm, 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 I am in no means I'm in no means it's, saying that these places aren't haunted. It's an right. island, right? What you know what well, I'm talking about? No, not really. No, no I don't. I, I, was, I was just going to say you're talking that. about Alcatraz in yeah, San yeah, Francisco. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm saying yeah. yeah. I was I was just going to say that you know because people watch a lot of TV and they they look at a lot of internet stuff. A lot of a lot of stuff is I call I call it TV saturation. Mm-hmm. Is when someone watches like Ghost Hunters a marathon and. They look at their kitchen and they see a cabinet open. Oh, it's a ghost. That's what happens whenever you watch too much TV. Because mm-hmm. there's been times where I, I've had some investigations come to me and say, hey, we got a ghost. And I go in there and I go to their house. I said, this sounds like um, Ghost Hunters episode or Ghost Adventures episode. They're talking about the same things. But that's just me. But I don't, you know, a lot of people see that and they just saturate the crap out of it and so that's why you like Chris was saying, you go in and you kind of, you try to debunk stuff and try to, you know, see if they're actually seeing stuff or they're actually experiencing what they're experiencing. And sometimes, you know, old appliances will give off a lot of uh, EMF and an EMF will cause you to be nauseated. It'll cause you to see stuff. It'll cause you if you if you're exposed to it too much, then you think you see a ghost. Mm hmm. Since I'm not getting these experiences personally, is there any show on TV that y'all seen and said, "Oh shit, that's real"? Um, not me. So you think it's like one of those? Well, they're not helicopters, but what are those things you fly around and the see drones. things? You think it's a drone with a sheet over it? Or I, I don't. I don't think that. Um, and and again, there are shows. There's stuff that, that you can put plant a spring on that cabinet. Absolutely, to, oh. there are shows that I believe that go to places that are haunted. But here's the thing. 
if you're going to have a TV show and it's going to air for 30 minutes to an hour and you show absolutely nothing, nobody's going to watch your show. Right. And I can guarantee you this. I've been to enough places and done some investigations that it's and, and, and granted, they, they're out there for more than 30 minutes to an hour. They're out there for hours and hours and hours. Right, like eight and hours, it's right? boring. It's yeah. boring, boring, boring. But I can tell you this, not every time that you go out to investigate something, you're going to see something. You're not going to see something every single time. Something big is not going to happen every single time. So I'm not saying that these places that they're going are not haunted. I believe that the places they're going are haunted. I just believe that there's so much saturation for the dollar that and, and they want to scare people. If they have a show that's 30 minutes to an hour and they don't have nothing, they're not going to scare anybody. Right. Well, I know y'all are more experts than I am. That's why I'm asking y'all because I, I see a lot of these shows and I I believe, I don't know if it's real or not. That's why I was asking y'all. I don't know. I believe either they had built up video and they're just, I mean, I know they're just showing you stuff mm -hmm. they got. They're mm -hmm. not showing you everything behind the scenes, mm -hmm. but you know, they built up video. They had a whole week to find something. I mean, I, yeah, they. It could be built up video. It could be, it, it could be, video from ten years ago of the same place that they they pick here. Whatever, however they do it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not in show business, but I know for dang sure. Like like I mentioned last show, there's plenty of shows that I know are fake that convince me that it's real, and they're good at it. Well, I know the yeah. big shows on TV. They can do the same stuff. They have the same technology to do that stuff as the movies do. Yeah, I used so, to. I used to be in. A, I used to be in a lot of reality TV, but as soon as I found out, like, you know, I used to watch these people. It's all scripted. Camping in the wilderness with nothing. It's all scripted. And, and then, you know, I found out that night they're going to the hotel. Yeah, you know, it's after all scripted. They go off camera. Because here's the thing: they're there for entertainment. They're there for money, and if they don't give you a scare. If 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 a guy makes a movie and says I'm making a movie, it's a scary movie. But then you go and watch this movie and nothing's scary about it. He's not going to make any money because you're going to go out of there and say, "Tell my friend, tell my friend, tell my friend." They're going to tell their friends. It's not scary. But if you come out of that movie and you're freaking scared out of your mind because you like scary movies, what are you going to do? I'm probably going to see it five, six more times. So that's why people go back to those shows on on TV. Um, because it scares them and they know every single episode they're going to get something that's that's scary. So and he, this is all just my opinion, because I can tell you my stories and I can share my my experiences with with you. And I've done it with people and they don't believe me. Just like Robert shares his his Bigfoot. I don't believe him. I believe that he he. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hit your mic. I believe that he experienced what he believes, but I just don't believe it's a Bigfoot. People believe that I experience what I believe. They just don't believe it's paranormal. So, but he's not making any money, and that, he, that's that's so that's the I, difference. I think a lot of these people they walk into something with all the credibility. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to say anybody's names like Bear Giles. He had all the credibility. Mm -hmm. He was in the military and this and that. He he's able to camp overnight, and then I hear he's staying in the hotels when the camera goes off because that's more money. But he, Robert, I mean, I, that's so that's the difference. Not making money. That's the difference. That's why I can I can sit here and, and tell Robert, man, you at least put the possibility in my brain of something out there other than a man doing this. Yeah, because he's not in it for the money. And I, I mean, I, I can say that, you know, are you in it for the money, Robert? 
No. Do you have an offshore account? <laughs> no. Nope. I mean, if you were sitting on the beach, you know, in his in his house, yeah, doing do this right podcast, now, yeah, yeah I, I would be a different story. Yeah. No. I mean, I probably wouldn't be his friend. He, you know, but, <laughs> unless he took me with. Yeah, him. I was gonna say he'd take you with you. But to get to answer your question, your your long question, um, I think Portals of Hell is probably the best show right now. It's um, got K- Katrina Weidman and Jack Osborne. Um, Ozzy Osbourne. I have, I have not. He, you just told me about that one. I have not checked yeah, that one out. It's yet. probably like the, the best show. I think they they go to areas and um, Jack is not and like a, he's not a paranormal investigator, but he's an investigator and uh, it's a really good show. You should you should check. It I out. should check it out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Since he's not a paranormal investigator, what makes him best at this? He he likes to investigate stuff, just like does background. You know, does background checks and. Investigates like properties and stuff like that. So I think like a lot of equipment. I think it's I think it's cool that he's not a, a paranormal investigator. Hey there, demons! It's me, your boy. Your boy. Sorry. <laughs> because that that in my mind it it gives it more of a of a of a of a truthful sense. He's not going and looking for him. Yeah, I I think uh, he's um. Just sweet. <laughs> Sorry. I gotta Sorry. check that show out though. Uh, you were telling me about that the other day, um, Simone, at work. So I need to ch- I need to check that out. I think I'm older now, and I think I would if I did have an encounter, I would stay just to see how it turned out. I, w- I would too. It depend it depends on the encounter because I told you I left the house because of the encounter. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not talking about a violent one. Yeah. Yeah. You would want to experience something. Yeah. Hmm. I have before, but I, I you know, I ran. Like I, I, said. I always say stuff like that. Be careful what you wish. Yeah, be yeah. Care, don't open the door. Because if you open the door, you can't close. It's it. never going to get closed. Yeah. So. so it's not, and and I'm not saying that I'm standing there wanting the experience. I want to be there to try to debunk it, to try to figure out what's going on. Because as soon as I knew that it was real in the house that I was living in, I told you the next day I was gone. I, I was gone. I told the landlord, I'm paying you whatever I got to pay to get out of here. I'm leaving. I wonder I wonder if he knew. He, I, I don't know. Man, he was he, he was like. He knows now. He knows now, but I don't even know if he believed me or not. But he was like, man, at the time, he's, he's probably dead and gone now. He was like 75 years old when I was in the house. And this was like, man, this is my oldest daughter is 15. She was like. One or two at the time, maybe. He's probably now. She she too. was older. She was like three or four. My 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 middle daughter was like two. But um, he, he's probably haunting the house. He's. He, I was gonna say, if anything, he's in the house now. So, <laughs> but yeah, but it, it depends on the experience. I'm not begging for an experience. I'm just saying, any kind of experience. I I'm old enough. I wouldn't stop it. I you know. Uh, so what? I don't know how to ask this question. You know, just ask. Keep it. Yeah. I, I, let me think of a question. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I have it inside. But yeah, going back to the whole experience thing and, and, and wanting to sit through it and not wanting to sit through it or whatever. Like I said, when I was a kid, and I, I, I like the fact that you say when you're older, because when I was a kid, I was paralyzed. I mean, I was legitimately scared enough to where I couldn't move. Yeah. And but that was because I actually saw a full body manifestation sitting in front of me now whenever i had all the other experiences the 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 feelings the the noises all the the other little things i i wasn't scared enough to where i didn't move i was in a state of man this this is what is going on what is what is going on what what is this happening 
So I did. I, I I started my little investigations on my own, and I never I never could either debunk it or confirm it. Either one. I just me personally, I knew that it was happening, and I knew that this was not of this world. What makes I I still don't know how to ask this question. What makes a house haunted? What what makes because I've had people pass in the houses I've lived in, mm-hmm. and afterwards I didn't feel anything. Mm. Uh, uh, that's a hard question. It is. It's that's. I, a, I would. I would say that a lot of times, you know, when someone lives in a house, whether they're living life happily or they die violently, it, you you leave an impression of of energy behind, and it's like it's imprinted on that on that house or that property, and it also I think it affects whether there's like groundwater under the house or maybe crystals or limestone and it's just like that stuff is just it it harnesses energy does do people have to die into a in a in a house for it to be haunted what if they die in a hospital can they follow you home yeah i've like i said i've i've had i've had spirits follow me i've had a spirit follow me from from one house to the other and I, i think a lot of it too is 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 i know anything of the paranormal world is evil there, there is no good in the paranormal world. It mm-hmm. is, it is straight evil. It's, know? it's bad because the Bible tells me, the Bible tells me that if it's from a paranormal or if it's the afterlife and it's here, it's bad. And I believe Jesus. So, um, when, when you talk about somebody dying in a house, and and depending on their religious beliefs, depending on if their their soul is going to heaven or hell. I think that has, and and strictly my opinion, I think that has a lot to do with if they stay there or if they go, or if they do stay there, if they're going to be, you know, evil because that's what they are. Depending on the the situation, is like you were saying, if they were brutally murdered or if they died of a heart attack or something like that. Depends to me. In my experiences, that's what dictates the actions that they're going to take in that house. But what if what if you had someone like Robert sitting here telling you they're peaceful? That I've 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 had they're, they're able to get violent and, and exactly. be, be evil. But what I've, if they're peaceful? I've I've had peaceful, but that's still it doesn't mean that it's not evil. It's still evil. It's still from the devil, no matter what. What do you think, Robert? You know, I I was brought up. And the Christian belief and, you know, most of my views are like Chris's views. And, um, you know, if you, if you want to go biblical, I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's like, um, whenever, whenever Jesus comes back and the rise, Mm -hmm. the the people from the dead, they rise. I mean, maybe they're waiting for Jesus to come back and, and they're just here until, I don't know. I mean, I'm not dead, so I don't know. So. Yeah, I, and, and again, I'm I'm strong in my faith, but by no means, by no means, do I understand everything about the dead and everything about when right. Jesus comes back. My my faith is that when I die, I'm going to heaven, and my faith is that everything of the paranormal is evil. It, it could be the the people who just hurt non-believers, and, yeah, and and that's 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 that what stay here. It's just a theory. It's yeah, conjecture, and that's yeah. it. It's just a theory. It's my theory it's my opinion it's what i believe and i believe that the left behind are evil 
from the devil. And I believe that if they died in a house, if they died of a heart attack, well, they don't have any reason to be upset with anybody and they don't have any reason to throw stuff around and scare people. They're just there because they don't know where else to go. Um, and, and so it's not like a movie. They're not like left behind to comfort anybody. I, I, I mean, I don't know. There's guardian angels that, that goes on the other side of it because a guardian angel is not, is not uh, evil. That's you can have from the, you can have the same feeling, right? Well, I mean, I, I guess you could have the same feeling, but I, but if it's sent from God, it's not gonna. You're gonna know that it's not harmful. You're gonna know that it's not there to hurt you, um, because God's not gonna send anything that's that's gonna hurt you. That's gonna that's gonna scare you. So, can you tell the difference between a guardian angel and a peaceful ghost? It it, it depends on your faith. It depends on if you're rooted in, in Jesus. It depends. And again, this is my opinion and my, my beliefs in, in Jesus Christ. It depends on. I, I look to the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Um, I'm going back to my Assembly of God roots for saying Holy Ghost. But Holy Spirit, I look for him to discern that for me. If I'm going into a situation and I've got a, a, a ghost over here and an angel over here, I'm going to know the difference between a peaceful ghost and a guardian angel. I'm going to know the difference because the Holy Spirit's going to tell me the difference. That's that's where I come. What from. are going to be? What are going to be the? What's going to be the different actions? Not not that I want to change the subject and yeah. make nothing, but it's it's we're at a one hour and fifty one minutes. Oh, right now. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. Last question though. What what would be the difference between um, the actions? You think? I I I think, and, and this is we we can absolutely go deeper into this when we yeah, next on time. another show. Uh -huh. next, but I just just show. to give you just to give you the 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 quick answer is um the the, the actions. The devil can act like he is good. He, he did it to Jesus in, in the desert. He can mm -hmm. act like he's good. An angel is not going to act. An angel is going to know. And again, it goes back to the discernment of the Holy Spirit because they can act the same. They can act the same. The devil can act like Jesus. The devil can make you think that he is Jesus. And they can do the same exact things. They can act the same ways. They can do everything the same. But the discernment of the Holy Spirit is what's going to be the deciding factor in, in that, I have a lot more questions. We'll get back. Yeah, to, absolutely. We'll next time, absolutely. I, my next Too question sweet. was going to be about reincarnation. So. Yeah. So too sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. I love them. I love the questions. I love it. Um, and uh, and again, everybody listening, man, if you have anything to say, any any comments, cheers, jeers, whatever, criticism, um, criticism, uh, we got our facts wrong, or if you want to call us out, yeah, anything or, like that. Or if this is not a Picasso. Yeah. If we're just <laughs> or finger if you have a different opinion than we do. Absolutely. So. Send it out. So. Um, we have a website, uh, www.bigfootclub.podbean.com. And then we have our uh, Twitter account, which is at BigfootClub1. And you can catch us on Spotify. And, uh, and Stitcher. Stitcher. So we're waiting to get on iTunes and google play right now yeah so. i have to get this in because it's really cool um rl stein uh his birthday is uh today he's 76 years old um i did not know this but according to uh scholastics.com um and ranker.com goosebumps is the second largest selling series not just children's series but series ever in the history on the, the bestsellers list, it's right in the middle. Uh, Harry Potter's number one and Perry Mason's number three. Nice. So I had to get that in because uh, R.L. Stein is, uh, he likes he likes dead, dead stuff. I'm sorry, but you know what I think about Goosebumps? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
Well, um, I want to thank you two guys for being on the show and um, um, talking about these great subjects that we have. Um, but on that note, we're going to call it a night and thank everybody for downloading this and um, until the next episode.